everybody, and welcome to Outlast Podcast Movie Review for Aladdin, the new movie that just came out this weekend. Um, we are just doing the three one-offs for the reviews because of scheduling er- uh, situations. We couldn't do like our news, or whatever. I'll announce it on Twitter, but in case you're just a a, a listener and we love you for that, um, what we're, what's happening is we're going to do the Aladdin one today. Tomorrow will be Brightburn, and then the day after will be John Wick three. Uh, John Wick 3 is a little late because it was supposed to be last week, but, you know, it's scheduled, guys. We've got summer vacation. Everybody's got their things to do. This is bound to happen, and I'm just happy we have such good fans that are, are willing to wait. So that's fantastic. Uh, next week, we will have a normal episode coming at you with all the fun news, and there has been news stacking up, and I'm getting antsy. So we'll get into that then. But let's right now talk about Aladdin uh, 2019, <laughs> uh, directed by Guy Ritchie. Uh, he's the director of like Snatch and Sherlock Holmes and uh, The Man from Uncle. Uh, this does not feel like a Guy Ritchie movie though. I'm gonna give you that right now. So I almost feel like the director doesn't matter because it just doesn't 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 reflect his other work. Maybe King Arthur. He did King Arthur, and it maybe has a little bit of that. Um, first impressions, just just right off the gate, guys. This movie takes no chances. It feels real cheap, real basic. Uh, acting, I would, I would have, I mean, I hate to, I'm normally a pretty positive guy. Listen to our Game of Thrones episodes to understand that, uh, uh, normally I am a pretty positive guy. I usually take the positive take on things because I know there's a lot of hard work behind it and I appreciate the, the entertainment value of everything. But this acting was pretty awful by everybody, but one, maybe two, two, but one for sure that stood out and surprised me. And that was Will Smith. Guys, I'm telling you, I know you're worried. I was worried about him taking over as Genie. He kills it. He's awesome as Genie. Uh, I will give it to this. The, the CGI, because of course they do blue and then they do him in normal. Uh, the CGI for the blue is a little hard to get used to. But what's, But he goes back to normal quite often. He is awesome in this movie. Kills it, okay? So before we get into the big descriptors, the way we're going to do this review is um, normally when we do a movie review, we'll break down director and blah, blah, blah. We'll give it all a big score. Uh, at the end and stuff like that based off of like a, a little algorithm we put up together and it's the most basic algorithm in the world but anyways this time what we're gonna do this is gonna be more in vain of the game of thrones ones because we've been getting a lot of good feedback from the game of thrones episodes uh other fellow podcasts and and just listeners that get a hold of us on twitter or that i know in real life they've been really enjoying the game of thrones ones. so this will be similar in that format and that in the way that we'll just kind of go over the movie what had happened and then just my thoughts as we go along I'm not going to worry about... I'm going to go full spoilers on this because it's Aladdin. You guys know this movie already. You know the story already. It's nothing surprising. They did not try to deviate by much. It's pretty simple. It's the movie. It's it's honestly the cartoon version made live action. There's two additional songs. There's all the original songs. I, I'm pretty sure it's all of them. So nothing too crazy there. Uh, Yeah, so that's, that's about it. So let's go ahead and get into it. So we'll start off with... Um, at the opening scene, we had a we had a little bit of a twist on things where it's Will Smith. He's, he's as as a human, and he's just telling a story to these to his two kids on a boat. So we're led to believe that you know this is if you're if you're an adult. So that's one thing too is you know we'll go with the kids movie thing. This is definitely more geared towards the children, and and I I almost feel like they are pulling a nostalgia, but it's not necessarily for the adults that remember the original movie because it almost feels too young. And so <clears throat> they they are definitely pulling pulling from the nostalgia though with the, with the soundtrack. There's no doubt that they're using the original soundtrack on a lot of this stuff. But anyway, so we start with the genie. 
Will Smith is on the boat and he's talking to his two friends or two kids and he's like, oh, they want a story. So he's going to tell them a story and he starts kind of singing them the beginning. And it's actually the intro to the original Aladdin. And he does a good job. Uh, that's not his best performance singing wise in this movie, but he does do a, a solid work. And then we move along. And what the first thing you see is Agrabah and it's colorful. And it and honestly, it looks more real than I had expected. It's It looks well lived in. You know, you have the the tans and the browns that you expect on, on all the walls, but yet you have laundry hanging up. This is everybody's costume. The costume work in this, in this movie is, is top notch. And the fact that they, they decided, you know what guys, let's go, let's go full silks. Let's go full bright colors, yellows, blues, reds, greens, everything they had, they used them all. So everything really popped. And when you have it on the back of that sandstone, it makes it even shine more. So I, I you know what? That was a choice that they decided to go with. I think it, it definitely brightens the entire film up. And it takes away, plot-wise, it does take away from the dramatic effect, I think, sometimes. When, like, Jafar transitions from one costume to another at the end. You guys know what I'm talking about. Uh, as he's getting brighter and brighter, it's kind of like, okay, yeah, that that's cool, looks cool. But I feel like this should be a dark moment. And yet everybody looks so great. Everybody's so bright. <laughs> so, but anyways, yeah. So, Agrabah looks amazing. I mean, the, the, they, they definitely CGI'd. You could tell, like, the, the main courtyard that they use, the bazaar is what they actually call it. Uh, the bazaar is, is used multiple times throughout the film. You could tell that they just kind of, like, had location shots within that bazaar scene. They, they built the bazaar, but everything else was CGI'd around it, which, that's filmmaking. The uh, palace was also a, a set that they reused a couple times in different ways. You could tell, but, you know, that's how life works. You have a budget. You got to work within it. That's what they did. But it looks great. Uh, speaking of CGI, the CGI and all the animals in Abu and um, God, uh, what's the name? Rasha, or the tiger, and Iago. Iago's there. Iago, we didn't see in any of the trailers. He is in the film. Uh, all really good. All solid CGI work. That's something that Disney's really locked on well, CGI for animals. Hopefully it's really good in Lion King. Fingers crossed. Um, we have uh, We have a lot of backstory. And it, it, it kind of like subtle backstory being told throughout the back. I did enjoy that. I read a book at one point and I can't remember. A Twisted Tale, actually. Ooh, good. It's called The Twisted Tale. And it's about like uh, Aladdin if if he didn't actually have the, the lamp the whole time. And uh, and it kind of reminded me of that because it kind of told the story of like what it's like to be a street rat. Where you would trade to, uh, goods in and where there's like an allegiance amongst other street rats. I like that idea. And we get a little bit of that in this. Uh, moving right along, we have... Um, we have musical kick in and, and it's funny how for me, well, it's okay. Let's, let's, let's back up a little bit. We're, we're introduced to Aladdin and this actor, his name is, Oh boy. Hopefully I get this right guys. I'm sorry. Mina. I may be getting this right or wrong. And I'm sorry about that. Mina Masoud. Uh, he plays in the Jack Ryan show. He's 27 years old. Uh, it's not that he's a bad actor. It's just that he's, I just don't feel him as, as the Aladdin I wanted. I think he's portraying the Aladdin of the cartoon quite well. But I was hoping when they went live action they would take more chances. Give us a real authentic feeling Agrabah. This is your chance to really be more inclusive. And I think that, okay, so they had two things they could t really be inclusive on. Is the culture that Agrabah is, is, is portraying and... In this story, we see that it's a lot about like women rights, you know, because Jasmine can't pick her husband and stuff like that. So those are the two big tackles they could have taken, right? And they decided to take one and then kind of show a little bit of the other one. So we get a lot of Jasmine's rights, although it does kind of feel a little flat to me. 
But the cultural part, I feel like it's just not quite there. I, you know who does it perfectly? Black Panther. Black Panther nails it. Because Black Panther, you feel like the different accents and everything like that, and they make sense when you when you hear the story of how, like, oh, it's different parts of Africa came together to create Wakanda. That makes sense. And in this, I'm just like, okay, Jafar and the Sultan have accents. Aladdin doesn't have accent, you know, and you find out the actor grew up in Canada. And then Jasmine doesn't have an accent. Her dad does. And she grew up in, in Britain. So it's kind of like one of these things where it's like, okay, you know, it's just one of those things they just didn't do too much on. And I, I don't, I, I hate to push in on that kind of stuff because it can get blown out of, out of portion. Sometimes you just got to cast who you can cast. And especially when it's big name actors, you got to get the good names. Uh, talking about a really good name actor, uh, uh, Nazmin uh, Pedrad from uh, SNL's in this. She plays the handmaiden to Jasmine. I love her. I want her to be Jasmine because I love the actress. But she's she's a little bit too old. For, it, it, I don't think she really is, but okay. She's too old for to be Jasmine, but not by much. Anyways, so going into this, I want you guys to keep in mind, I'm not a big fan of, of Aladdin the actor. But when Will Smith comes in, he really helps him a lot because he takes away a lot of the attention in the scene and that helps a lot. So as I'm going on and I'm explaining situations, I may be a little biased. <laughs> a whole new world when it's him and, and Jasmine playing together. The actress who plays Jasmine is, uh, I have it here, it's Naomi Scott. Um, it's It falls a little flat for me. So anyways, we get into that as we go. Okay, so yeah, they're breaking a song and we're getting that first like street red, head of the red line. Oh, sh- guys, I pulled that out of my butt right there. That was you got to admit that was pretty good singing. It is. And it's it's the original song with a little twist on it. And they do kind of show some of the signature shots that you recognize, which I do appreciate. Because, again, that's that that nostalgia effect. That's what these movies are for. It's a new way to introduce the same story we already know. So lean on the nostalgia. That's perfectly fine. And so we're going through that. We get the songs. And, and, but I'm, I'm realizing I'm not a big fan of musicals, I think. And it's, not, it's something I just really wasn't exposed to much as a child. And growing up, I, I respect some movies, like uh, Les Miserables and stuff like that. I really enjoy those. But this one, it just kind of felt like, okay, we got another song. And I know these songs. I was singing along with them, to be honest with you. You know, like, duh, duh, a little bit. I'm not in the theaters. I got to be classy, you know. They are they're classic songs. I got to, you know, I'll tell them that much. Anyway, so we get, we're going along. And then uh, we, we eventually come across Jafar. My big complaint with, you know, it's it's the normal storyline. So I'm not going to break down the whole storyline. I'm just kind of going over my key points as I'm watching it. Uh, we, we are introduced to Jafar and he's, you know, with the Sultan. He's got his, his staff. And everything about Jafar and the scenes that we're seeing, it kind of feels like, you know, when you're watching a movie, like on Lifetime Channel or something like that. Like, I'm sure your mom, you guys all have moms or, or you yourself. I'm not judging, but you watch a Lifetime Channel, right? Every time I walk into my parents' house and I see my mom watching Lifetime Channel, I always call it like, yeah, that neighbor right there, that one's going to kill this one. Yeah, that's going to... It's just because everything's so cheap and it's just reused. The acting's not great. I got a lot of that vibe out of this. And Jafar's staff looks so cheap and just janky that I'm just like, oh, God, that's sickening looking at that thing. You're taking me out of this whole movie. Now, the actor that played Jafar, his name is Maram Kensari. Again, sorry with the names if I don't have that right. But he did a great job. I think he's a little too young for the role. He's only 35 compared to Aladdin, who's 27. I think he's a little too young for the role. I wish he was an older ad, uh, actor. But he himself does a really good job. He portrays the position well. And I do like the twist they do on Jafar. I'll, I'll go ahead and mention this now. Is later on when him and Aladdin are speaking, the idea is... Jafar was a street rat at one point and now has risen up the ranks to what a maximum street rat could be. Someone who, 
you steal an apple, it's not that big of a deal, but if you could steal a kingdom, like what can you, you're the best reader. So I really like that aspect. It kind of added a little behind, uh, you know, Jafar's coolness. It was, it was cool. Um, they have this side plot they're introducing in the beginning of like, you know, this is our first kind of like foyer into the, how the women need rights. And Jasmine's, you know, she's ch turning down all these male suitors that come around. That's classic Jasmine. But she's like, why can't I be the Sultan? And mind blown. I don't know why I never thought about that when I watched it when I was a kid growing up. I watched that movie a hundred times. I never thought of like, why doesn't just Jasmine be the Sultan? And, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's perfect. I know in, in the culture it couldn't be, but for the movie, yeah, that's a great way. That's a great point to bring up is just make Jasmine the Sultan. And so they kind of introduced that plot early on. And I like that. It was something to kind of keep in mind as you're watching along. We get Jasmine's first song. She ends up having two of her own songs in this movie that are fully original. And how do I feel about those? They they were pretty good. Um, hmm. You know, it, it's hard because the other ones, like, that you know the song and you're loving it. And so you even know the shots. So even, like, during, during the Street Rats one and you see him kind of, like, fall into the girls, the harem, and they're like, oh, Latin, you know, and you're like, oh, man, it's just like the original. That's great. You know, so you're kind of like in love with it already. So the new songs, they didn't, they were good, but they didn't like embrace me the same way. So you can't, you know, what are you going to do? Um, The story where Jasmine and Aladdin meet up, their whole like that first courtship and stuff like that, it's such a mess. It, it feels like, it, did these guys watch the original? Did they know the original? I mean, it just felt like a mess. You had like this whole confused thing where like, let me give the bracelet to this guy and then let me steal the bracelet back and let me, oh, let me steal the, it was like a meet cute, but nobody's paying attention to what's going on. Nobody's talking to each other. Nobody's communicating a, a consistent story to make it make sense. And that premise continues throughout the whole movie. We'll just go ahead and fast forward through this whole thing and kind of explain that as the movie's going on, one of the linchpins in the Aladdin storyline is the idea that uh, Jasmine doesn't understand that Prince Ali is Aladdin. And they kind of, you know, they kind of hint at the fact that, oh, they see what they want to see. There's some genie magic in that. But anyways, uh, they, they, they end up messing it up to where during the carpet flight, it's so dumb, uh, Jasmine figures out that he's Aladdin. And then Aladdin says, oh, well, that's because I came a few days early to understand how your city is. So I was pretending to be Aladdin the whole time. You know what you did right there? You just totally took away every bit of amazingness out of Aladdin, the character. And now you just, you're lying to Jasmine. You're making the moments that we're having now in the beginning of the movie where they're like this like meet cute part where like she's starting to warm up, but he's he's feeling like he's trapped by being a street rat and she feels like she's trapped by being behind the palace walls. Once he's the palace, you know, you're erasing all of the valid moments through that. Now Jasmine's looking back at that moment and this moment right here, she's looking back at those like, that was all just a lie. That meant nothing. That was another rich kid talking to a rich kid. So you just ruined so much stuff doing that plot. And then you, you know, we go further along and, and Jasmine's thinking this and then Aladdin's talking to Jeannie like, I'll just be a prince. I'll just be a prince. Blah, 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 blah. It doesn't need to be, oh, this movie could have been half as long and much better if they did it. Anyway, so I just felt like their whole meet, meeting up and stuff like that was far messier than the animated version. That's one thing that this movie's going to suffer from no matter what is being compared to the animated version. One of the best Disney animated movies of all time. So it's really hard. Uh, okay, so, you know, there's a few things that are a little kiddish. There's a part where, like, he's like, the guards are right behind me, right? And, like, oh, yeah, the guards are right behind him. That's after ja uh, uh, Aladdin, by the way, is able to sneak into the, ca the, the palace, 
give Jasmine this thing and steal another piece of her jewelry so she can bring her back. A whole mess. Anyways. So, yeah, there's little scenes like that. Jafar likes him and then he and says, you know, hey, I'm going to have you do the um, get the lamp thing. So we all know that's normal story. Uh, when we eat magic carpet, CGI on the magic carpet's solid. That was something I was worried about because how are you going to convey the carpet to have a personality like they did in the animated version? Did good. Not a complaint. Some of the best cinematography in the movie... I mean, it was CGI, so they had to, they had to really be careful with this. While Aladdin's reaching for the lamp, a ruby drops, and it falls in front of Abu. Uh, Abu. Abu, guys, is awesome in this movie. He, they did a really good job of making him just seem so lovable and a scamp and everything that Abu is. Anyway, so this ruby falls, and the light shines on him, and you see his eyes glow red, and it's just like, like you know what he's going to do. We all know what he's going to do. And But if you had never seen Aladdin before, you're like, oh, no, he's going to do it. You know, it... it even knowing what he's going to do, I was excited by it. It was cool. It was, it was neat. They did a really good job with that. So I really liked Abu. But anyways, that that one shot where Abu's tempted to grab the, the ruby, and he does. And almost like the ruby like falls into his hand. And then he's like, I have it. Anyway, so I'm doing a lot of hand motions that I'm sure you guys are loving. It, it was shot very well. So I, that moment right there, I just wanted to give a shout out to. Because I know that one could not have been easy with all the CGI work and all the lighting effects. That was really good. And then we have, you know... Uh, Cave of Wonders is collapsing. The cave looks pretty good. Anyway, so um, all that jazz. They get out, and we're the whole time we're getting a lot of musical cues. Something you guys might not pay attention to originally, but they're using similar stuff in the original soundtrack, and they're bringing it into this one, and it's like it really helps the moments because then you're like, oh, okay, I yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it kind of helps patch up some of the not-so-great shots or moments that are falling a little flat. It's, it's really helping a lot. So that, that saves a lot of those moments. We get into, uh, you know, the genie coming out, and this is the first moment, I tell you, when you guys first see him, you're like, oh, man, the CGI, that is rough. But then Will Smith starts to kind of act, and he starts to get bold. We get that initial genie song, which, guys, uh, okay, I just complained about the music. This, they freaking killed it. It was a huge musical number that must have cost a fortune to do, where Aladdin's introducing himself as the multiple versions, or I'm sorry, genie, there's multiple versions of genie. They really did a pretty good job of remaking the original, but putting their own thing on it. And there was even like a beatboxing part where Will Smith did, but I know, I know you're, I know you're already thinking like, oh, that's so dumb. No, it was great. They did great. That that song, that that part of the movie was very enjoyable. I would rewatch that part. It was really, really good. So props to them. Um, let's see. And and again, he's acting really well. It's just the CGI is just a little shaky. So get past that. All his effects when he does magic does really good. There is a part later on, you know, they get out of the Cave of Wonders. It is a trick, yada, yada, yada. Not actually a wish. We're out of there, and he's changing, and he's giving him the Prince Ali thing. Changing him to Prince Ali, and I really liked the way they did the effect of him, like, dressing him into different things. The, the magic effect worked really well. One small complaint, and it's just stupid. I know it is. But they're changing Abu into the different animals. Classic. You guys know what I'm talking about. The camel. They didn't change him into a car. I wanted one time for him to change him into a car that was so funny in the original movie. I wanted to see an old school Red Bel Air. I know you guys know what I'm talking about. It's in the original movie. Changed Abu into a Red Bel Air. No, they didn't. Anyways, they went to like camel or donkey, camel, elephant. I think that was the order. Anyways, but it, it, it's what it is. So it was it was fine. Then we get into the Prince Ali parade. It was very good. Uh, I mean, it was all in that big bazaar that I was telling you guys about that you could tell they keep reshooting. And I felt like this parade, it's a very doable parade. As in, okay, so say you're at Disneyland. If you guys have gone to Disneyland, if you haven't, you need to go. I know it's expensive, but please do. It's amazing there. But they always have these parades. And actually, 
I went to Disneyland as a kid after Aladdin came out, but we hadn't had a chance to watch it yet. We were going to Disneyland. I went to Disneyland. I learned about Aladdin through the parades. I know it's crazy. It's just, I did. I knew the songs. I knew all that before I watched Aladdin. I watched Aladdin, got my mind blown a few more times. But yeah, so I met Jafar. I met the actor playing, you know, like, you know, the Jafar at Disneyland before I knew who Jafar was. I met, I saw Aladdin and everything like that. So this felt like what could be a Disneyland parade, whereas it's a lot of great dancing, a very big spectacle. They made sure that Will Smith was doing some of the signature moves from the from the original the animals, of course, couldn't be at Disneyland, but they could do fake animals and stuff like that. But it was really good parade. It felt it was very scaled down in the original because, of course, it had to be. But it was still very good. I, I got to tell you guys, I, I keep fanboying, fanboying over him, but it was Will Smith. He was sold it. I, again, that's a moment I really, really would want to rewatch. Not because of Aladdin. Not because of Mena Masood. No, Will Smith was killing it. He did a great job. So props to him. There's a little side plot that we, as we go along, you know, there, you know, there's a little flirtation thing between Jeannie and Jasmine's handmaiden. Uh, that's the one played by Nazim. Nazim? Nazim. I keep saying Nazim. I'm sorry. I'm a big fan of hers and I can't say her name right. Anyway, so <laughs> I really like that little side plot. It was like, oh, you know, like, oh, your boy, my boy, but really, we, it was cute. It was, it was a good little move. And then we're moving along. We're getting the whole, they, we get that moment where it's like Prince Ali is Aladdin, but but Aladdin was Prince Ali. Oh God, it was such a bad move. I don't understand why they did that. The saving Aladdin part when he goes into the water, something we, you know, and, and he like rubs the lamp and he, he like forces him to use a wish on it. I didn't care for that move. And I don't, and I, I don't remember if it was in the original. I don't think it was. I think it was a moment where Genie was showing he was a friend. But this one, I could be wrong, guys. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's not in the original. In this one, he like forces him to write it down underwater, so he <laughs> uses it as a wish. It's very hackney. I didn't care for that moment, but that's in there, too. Uh, okay, so we're moving along here, guys. And we have Aladdin. At, at some point, this is all going down, and, and you know, now he's kind of stuck in this crazy, twisted plot where he has to pretend like he was uh, uh, Prince Ali this whole time. And Genie's been warning him, like, be careful about taking in too much power because that can be corrupting. And that's something we've seen it before. And that's a good idea to keep in mind because it's something we see Jafar's already done. So it's something to keep in mind as you're watching this and as you're watching your character develop. But then we have this outlaw exposition <laughs> from Aladdin who's basically saying like, you know, of course he already promised the last wish to the genie to set him free. Classic Aladdin. But now we're seeing him out loud say everything that, I mean, like word for word, really of what Genie had warned him about. And so it was kind of like, ah, I get what you're doing, and I get it's because it's for a younger audience, but for an adult, it was excruciating to hear uh, Prince Ali pretend like, or say like, I'll just be Prince Ali forever. You already created the country. You had it, because he had put it on a map. Everything's perfect. Everything's fine. And he was like saying some of the words, like some of the key terms that Genie had used earlier, and it was kind of like, oh, guys, you're a little heavy-handed on this, and I get it because I'm not the audience. I understand that. But still, it was like, ugh, that's terrible. Anyway, so... We finally get to Jafar. He's going full on. I'm the bad guy now. I don't care about y'all. He has costume change. He, he ends up he ends up using his like ability to steal, which is a cool way to do it, to steal the lamp off of Aladdin. So he now has control of Genie. And then his first wish, Jafar's first wish, is make me Sultan. Okay, so <laughs> let's explain how terrible that is. We see that later on, that's like a name alone. That does nothing. All he did was a costume change. Like, boom, hey, congratulations, you're Sultan now. Hey, guess what, guys? I'm making you all Sultans now. It means nothing in this movie. It's funny. So after he does that, the head of the guards, Hakeem, which, again, in this book, this book, the book's not very good. Don't get me wrong. 
Um, and we've talked about it before. I think on this podcast, we have actually, we talked about it about a year ago on this podcast, uh, top 10 Disney princesses or top five Disney princesses. I think go back and listen to that one. That's a good one with Diana. Thank you, Diana. Anyway. So, uh, in that book, Hakeem's a, a much bigger character. He's the head of the guards. You see him in the movie too. And in here we see Hakeem again. And he's one of my favorite characters after that book, but Jafar's made the new Sultan. And then Jafar commands Hakeem and his troop. He says, tell your troops to like arrest the, you know, the old Sultan or whatever. And Hakeem's like, well, I have to portray the Sultan. And he like follows, he follows Jafar and it's because he's a new Sultan. And, and Jasmine's trying to explain like you were, oh, anyway, so it kind of a bad character moment for Hakeem and for the guards that like, Hey, this guy who's just made Jaf- King, I'm don't have any mission or I don't have any kind of, what's that called? Agency of my own to make my own decisions. Like this is not a worthy Sultan. I'm just going to do it because this big genie over here said he's Sultan now and he changed his clothes. And so you're kind of like, okay, well, that doesn't make any sense. Then Jasmine has this other song, which is a good song, but it was a little misleading because they like the way they shot it, they like made everybody in the room disappear. So it was kind of like, you actually like took us away to make the song. Anyways, that's dumb. After the song, she has a, a conversation or she talks to Hakeem, again, the leader of the guards and says, we found you as a kid. You, you became our most trusted guard, yada, yada, yada. You're better than this. Then he has a change of hearts and he tells his guards, arrest Jafar. And then it really does dawn you like, holy cow, yeah, Jafar was made sultan by name alone. His his meaning means nothing. And then you realize as it's showing like outer shots, the sky is clear, the the town's bustling. No, in the animated movie, they put like a big hurricane above them. Like you saw it actually affect all of Agrabah when really this whole magic effect of him becoming sultan happened just in that single little room, tiny little living space, no, in that single little room. And uh, it was kind of like, eh, okay, you know, whatever. I would have done it differently, but that's okay. And so, yeah, Hakeem attacks, and then Jafar does it like, well, then I'll become a sorcerer. And when he's a sorcerer, he the effects are done very well. Again, CGI budget solid. They he like makes people banish away. He says he's banishing him in the jungle or in the in the dungeon. So we have to assume like he doesn't turn the the tiger into a kitten like in the movie. He, he just banishes him into the dungeon. Everybody's into the dungeon. Blah 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 blah. blah. Everybody, all the guards. So we have the Sultan Jasmine. Uh, Jasmine's handmaid and Dahlia is her name in this. And then uh, a couple other people. So, you know, but none of the guards. And it's, it's kind of going down in a very soft way of, of how the things go in the, in an animated one. And we're kind of wrap things up cause I want to try to hit under 30 minutes. But basically what happens is Jean or, uh, uh, uh Jafar is talking about how like, I'm going to be able to invade all of our neighbors. Cause that's one of the things he mentioned earlier on. He wants to invade the neighbor nations that don't have any, army and one of them is jasmine's mom's old nation and he's always wanted to do that sultan didn't want to do that and so aladdin comes in he shatters the uh staff and there is this one moment where they're doing like this they're trying to get the it's kind of a cutaway like just need they need an action point but it was shot well where they're they're flying away and they have a lamp and jafar makes iago big like a little dragon type of thing and, and it's chasing around it was shot well but it wasn't needed at all it was kind of just a waste of our time but it was, it was shot well. I gotta give him props for props too. So good job over there. And we're at this scene now where he's saying like, "I'm powerful. I'm gonna invade all the neighbors." And then Aladdin's like, "Hold on, you're not the most powerful man in the room." And he kind of reminds him of like how Jafar or the Iago always calls him second best or stuff like that. And he explains like, you know, Genie's the one that's magical. He's the one that gave you all your powers. He could take it away at some point. And you know, you're never as powerful as him. And Will Smith, we see, kind of catches on at some point, yada, yada, yada. 
we all seen this before. Jafar makes his wish. He gets turned into the genie. They, again, the effects are solid on this. He's. A, I really like this part. He's about to make a lightning ball big enough to. He's just gonna throw it and destroy the the city that is or the kingdom that is Jasmine's mom's kingdom. And he says it. And as, as he's cocking his hand back to throw this lightning bolt, boom! It's oh boy. My sound effects are fantastic, right, guys? I hope you enjoyed those. It's a metal clamp that comes around his arm. Then the one around the other one, just like genie, and he becomes you know enslaved into the genie hood. I think that's what it's called. <laughs> so he's put into the lamp. He brings Iago with him. Classic, classic, classic. And uh, boom, Jafar's done. Okay, everything's good. They do have the moment I really liked on the side there where uh, Genie and Aladdin are talking about, like, you know, everybody's kind of recovering. Genie and Aladdin are talking, like, okay, man, last, last wish. Genie has conveyed to Aladdin, like, I just want you to be happy, man. You do the thing that makes you happy. I don't care about my my freedom. And so he says, like, you could get rid of this rule that says that um, she has to marry a prince. And I liked that idea. That was a good idea. That's something that, that could have been introduced in the earlier movie. And so then uh, Aladdin makes his wish, and he actually makes the wish to free Genie. You know, we all say, this is great. And so we now are kind of like, anyway, so Genie's now in full Will Smith form. He looks just like Will Smith, and he's happy, and it's a really heartwarming moment. And it was well done. And I think at this point, I'm actually starting to warm up to the actor. <laughs> he's, he's not bad. And so they're, they're doing well. Uh, and then, you know, so G uh, Aladdin leaves because he realizes like, it, but Jas or, uh, Jasmine's handmaiden, uh, Dahlia and Genie are going to get together. They're going to sail a boat to talk about like, we're going to get a big boat. And he's like, oh, a little boat. You know, so they're going to sail a boat. So we see that we now know that before that boat ride is actually the two of them together. So that's just a heads up is the kids are actually uh, Dahlia's kids as well. And uh, Aladdin's walking out and of the of the palace, and uh, Jasmine talks to her dad and like, look, I'm going to be the Sultan. I can do this, yada yada yada. So now she's the Sultan. I really like that they did that. A lot of women choices in this thing, and I really like that they they made sure to really push that home. That was a brave choice, or it was it was rectifying an old bad choice basically, and giving old Jasmine not enough say in her destiny. And this one was like, boom, she's the Sultan actually. So she can marry whoever she wants. It's not that the dad took away the, that rule. No, you're the sultan. If you want that rule to be gone, you make that rule gone. And you're the sultan. So that was really cool that they did that. So she goes out there. Yay, Aladdin. We're best friends now. Blah, 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 blah. So that's all wrapped up. And we finish off with Dahlia and and uh, Jeannie with their kids on the boat. And it's a happy ending. And that's how it goes. So overall, uh, uh, like music and stuff like that, I think did pretty good you know they used a lot of the originals so you can't give them too much credit but again and you know even the new songs weren't weren't bad i think the acting acting might have been its lowest point and i think sometimes it felt too cheap i think costume design i think i think they took chances in some of the places and they failed that's that's the problem right there costume design i think looked bright and beautiful but in some moments that was actually the downfall like when jafar is scaling up he's like turning like brighter brighter colors sometimes so they're kind of like well no you shouldn't go from black black to red should have gone like a lighter red to a black like black should be end game look but i know that his genie form is red so it makes sense although genie form by the way guys don't get your hopes up his genie form in this he's just a taller human that part wasn't great uh casting i think could have been cleaned up but i will give him will smith will smith was a huge surprise to me he actually was quite quite good so i'll give him that but yeah, so let's give him a score, guys. Out of 100, normally I have my math to put together, but I, I circled a number. I wrote it down earlier. I think they're worth, I don't even, I'm not, maybe go a little while. 
Nah, okay, let's go 67 out of 100. That's what I'm thinking. I'm real wishy-washy on this. This is why I need my math, guys. This is why I need my, my calculator and my 20% for this and all stuff like that. But I'm going to go 67 over 100. That's a D plus, and it's because I think they could have taken chances in the right places, and I think they really failed hard on some. The, the whole feeling of this was too cheap, and there was a lot of unnecessary plots. There was, there were, guys, there was a whole bunch of dating stuff that you guys, it was just, I didn't even mention it because it wasn't worth mentioning. Or like, oh, you should talk to her. Oh, no, you should talk to her. Uh, it was garbage. I'm not going to mention it. Anyways, so I, I think that this movie was unsuccessful. I'm looking forward to other movies. The Disney live action movies, I really think they're hit and miss. Jungle Book, I really like Jungle Book. I'm looking forward to Lion King. I'm hoping it's good. Beauty and the Beast was good. Um, Cinderella, okay. Maleficent, I haven't seen yet, but uh, Squeaks, you guys are familiar with Squeaks, is uh, advent, uh, just not a fan of it, and he's not going to watch the next one, which is surprising. He's a big Miss Ale Maleficent fan. Um, but yeah, so... I'm going to go 67 out of 100, guys. A D plus. It's just not impressive to me. Not a real good attempt. It would have probably been lower. It probably would have been in the 50% zone, which we all know means F. If it were not for Will Smith really carrying it home and the CGI on the animals was good. The music in there, you know, if you're, I think if you're not a old school Aladdin fan, you might like it more. But I grew up on this movie. I grew up on this. Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Lion King. These, those are my jams. So you can't mess those up. Like I'm saying, like you gotta, you gotta master those to make me happy. And I, I know that that means I'm biased on this, but so be it. That's, that's how this is. You guys are hearing this from a very biased person in this who wanted, if you're going to go with the Aladdin story, you need to do one of two things. You needed to just purely remake the first movie. And they, it seems like they tried to do that. They just made some tweaks that ended up making it worse. So, okay. Or you need to go really out there and just try to make it as authentic as possible. And I would have respected the heck out of that, but I almost think Disney can't make that movie. So I think I think they have to lean on the songs. I almost like to say, like, don't do songs, make it as authentic of a story as possible. I would have been interested in that more, I think. But I don't know. This has to hit four quadrants, and I think it's hitting at least two of them for sure, the, the kids' ones. So, you know, I I wouldn't watch it. I wouldn't want I wouldn't go to the theaters. I'd probably wouldn't even buy it on wait for Disney Plus, guys. Disney Plus is coming soon. You can binge watch all the Disneys you want. This will be one of them. I would just wait till then. So this is a wait to stream one, okay? That's where we're going to rank it right there. 67% wait to stream. All right, guys. So Brightburn's tomorrow. John Wick after that. And uh, that's it for us, guys. I got a lot of movies to watch still. So I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the Geek Freaks Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Pod. We're also on Facebook, Instagram. You can email us. We have our Patreon and a store. All those links are in the description. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you guys next week.